retrieval there by Rocco Grimaldi. Here's Benino who scores! It's over! Daniel Carr has won the shootout for the Predators! What a hockey game in After two big wins and a home-and-home home against the top team in the Central Division, the St. Louis Blues, the Nashville Predators welcome one of the newest teams to the NHL, the town, in the Vegas Golden Knights. The Predators got a win earlier in the year in the Sin City 5-2, and the Golden Knights come to town without their star goaltender between the pipes. Welcome to tonight's preview of the action in Smashville at 7 p.m. Central Time as the Nashville Predators host the Vegas Golden Knights on the eve before Thanksgiving and the chaos of Black Friday begins. Welcome to this preview again. I'm Sam Fleming, contributor and broadcaster and host of the Outside Smashville podcast here on Penalty Box Radio, getting you set for the action from the Bridgestone Arena on a Zamboni gravy boat handout night uh, for Thanksgiving. Again, a very uh, warm welcome and a happy Thanksgiving to everybody tuning in. Um, I hope you get to spend a lot of good time with your families for the holidays coming up. But it's my time to get you set for some hockey and some exciting times as the Golden Knights come to town. Again, the newest team in the NHL. They won't have that tag for much longer, though, as the Seattle expansion team is coming very soon. But the Golden Knights a team loaded with so much talent after making some trades. A lot of their expansion picks have turned out to be all-star players as well, but have found themselves struggling to start this 2019-2020 season, and they will have to do it without one of their star players tonight in Nashville. So let's go over the stats, get you set for the matchup. Uh, the Predators uh, they are 11-9-3 on 25 points, sitting 5th in the Central Division, just ahead of the Minnesota Wild, who have two games in hand on the Predators and the Chicago Blackhawks. They are starting to find their way back up and uh, get closer to the Colorado Avalanche, who sit in 4th on 28 points. The Dallas Stars, again, as I mentioned, continue to roll on a 7-game uh, winning streak and are now 2 points behind the St. Louis Blues 9-0-1 in their last 10 games. The Golden Knights, been a bit of a different story. They come in on a three-game losing streak at 11-11-4 for 26 points. They sit fifth in the Pacific Division. Uh, again, the Pacific Division has started to see a lot of teams get going um, and going strong. The Sharks have rebounded. They've actually hopped the Golden Knights and are now fourth in the Pacific Division. We've seen the Vancouver Canucks on a strong start as well. The Arizona Coyotes, who might be the, uh, one of the bigger shocks of the NHL, and then led off by, of course, the Edmonton Oilers, who came out of nowhere and were red hot, thanks to help from 
from not only Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but James Neal. So the Golden Knights, a team who is favored maybe to win the Pacific Division, now struggling out of the gates so far. Uh, the last time out for each team, the Predators got a big shootout win. You heard the call as we led into the introduction. Daniel Carr, who was called up from the Milwaukee Admirals, he gets the winner in the shootout. Carr has four shootout goals this season. Three for Milwaukee, one for Nashville. They've all been shootout deciders. So Carr clutch in the shootout to say the least. Uh, goals from Nick Bonino and Ryan Johansson. Bonino with 10 goals on the year. Who would have thought Nick Bonino's tied for the lead in team? Lead in the with the, uh, excuse me, my words. Lead on the team with 10 goals with Philip Forsberg. That's pretty impressive. Johansson netted his fourth of the season. UC Soros gets back-to-back -back wins against the Blues. It's going to do a lot for his confidence as he's looked a lot better lately for the Predators. Uh, for the Golden Knights, they've faced the aforementioned Dallas Stars and lost four to nothing or four to two to them on um, in their last time out. Again, Vegas on a three-game losing streak. These two teams met back in uh, October towards the start of the season on the fifteenth. Uh, the Predators got the win against Vegas 5-2. to two. So Vegas looking for a little bit of redemption. But again, as I mentioned, we'll get to it. They're doing it with one, without one of their star players that has been so notable in the league for many years. Uh, let's get to the leading scores. Uh, for the Predators, they have someone who has now joined the top three in a tie for third place. It's still Roman Yossi on the top with 23 games played. He's got seven goals, 15 assists for 22 points and I believe that's the first time this season Yossi has dropped below a point per game for Nashville. Uh, he'd probably much rather though take the two wins that they got against St. Louis than keeping that streak alive but still some excellent play from Yossi to start this year. The captain for the Predators. Uh, Ryan Ellis just below him. 23 games played. 3 goals. 15 assists for 18 points. And then just coming up into the lineup, the guy who is a point-per-game player, or coming into the leading scores, Mr. Philip Forsberg. 17 games played, 10 goals, 7 assists for 17 points. Matt Duchesne tied with him in 22 games played. He has 6 goals, 11 assists for 17 points. So we'll go on to the Vegas Golden Knights now in their top three. Not really shocking who's up there. Max Pacioretty, who they acquired from the Montreal Canadiens last year, leads the team in scoring. In 26 games played, he has 8 goals, 15 assists for 23 points. William Carlson, who was one of those guys that I mentioned was an expansion pick, he'd only had about 6 goals with the Columbus Blue Jackets over his time, and he became a 40-goal scorer in his first year with the Golden Knights in the team's first season on their run to a Stanley Cup final. Carlson got paid this offseason uh, on a 7-year contract. Uh, 26 games played, 8 goals, 15 assists for 23 points. Again, he's been some story to watch on that Vegas Golden Knights team, number 71. And then Mark Stone, who they got in a trade last season from Ottawa, and it looks like he's continued to his career. Uh, his climb is to being one of the best players in the NHL in his career revival after a tough stretch with Ottawa. 26 games played, 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points.
And that's not all for Vegas. You've got guys just below them. Everybody knows about Jonathan Marcheseau, who's got 16 points, 5 goals, 11 assists. He was left unprotected by the Florida Panthers in the expansion draft, and he was a 30-goal scorer for Florida, and that looked to be a big mistake. He was deemed to be one of the smaller players, almost too small uh, in the NHL, but he's made the Panthers pay, had a nice payday himself on a new contract. They gave up Riley Smith as well, uh, so that the Panthers, uh, that the Golden Knights would take Marcheseau in the expansion draft, and Smith has been a great piece for the team as well. He has 10 goals, 7 assists for 17 points in 26 games played. So that those top five scores are very lethal for that Golden Knights team. Just some names to go about. So we'll go to the goalies. Again, none of this has been confirmed until lineups are published. And I, I've got to stop trying to predict who the goalies are going to be because I've been wrong almost every time, it seems like now. So I'm just going to read the stats out, and then we'll win the lineups come out, you'll know who the starters are. So, for the Predators, their two goalies this year have been consistent through and through. I'm going to start off with the man who has won the past two games and has shown a lot of great improvement in his past couple starts. Uh, UC Saros at 3-5-1 with a 3.06 goals against average and a .894 save percentage. Again, two big wins against the top team in the Central Division in the St. Louis Blues in that home-and-home. Pecorine, the Vesna Trophy winner in 2018. Again, he's had a bit of a slow stretch. 8-4-2 with a 3.06 goals against average and a .899 save percentage. It's nice to see Soros playing well while Rene has been struggling, so that's got to give Peter Laviolette some confidence in his young goaltender playing really well. And as I mentioned earlier, for the Vegas Golden Knights, one of the star players would be missing. That is Marc-Andre Fleury, who did not travel with the team to Nashville. He is out due to personal reasons, and Fleury has been the catalyst in net this season. 11-6-2 with a 2.54 goals against average and a .919 save percentage. And again, that just shows you how good Marc-Andre Fleury has been over all of his career. He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, got selected by the Golden Knights, led that team to a Stanley Cup final in their very first season in the league, and now just missing because of a personal reason. Whatever Flurry's attending to, our well wishes are with him and his family, um, and we hate to see that in any uh, any state for any team. So uh, best wishes to Mark andre Flurry. So as Jesse Granger, who was on um, Penalty Box Radio Live, who's a cover for the Golden Knights for The Athletic, I really enjoyed listening to him last night on Penalty Box Radio uh, with Justin uh, Justin Bradford and Glenn Blackwell and Daniela Danina. It was fun to listen to that episode as well. Um, this team has not won a game with a backup goalie between the pipes. And that's pretty frightening if you're a Golden Knights fan. So the two goalies that are up right now, Malcolm Subban, who's been in their system for a while, 
He is 0-4-2 with a 3.55 goals against average and a .883 save percentage. They just recalled Garrett Sparks from the AHL. He's made one appearance this year, but it was not a start. So he uh, has no wins, no losses, and no overtime losses, but a 4.44 goals against average and a .857 save percentage. So Garrett Sparks has been a little bit rattled uh, around since playing for the Golden Knights, and that was against the Colorado Avalanche uh, that he played this season. Uh, He's been in the Toronto Maple Leaf system for the past couple seasons, now joining uh, the Vegas Golden Knights this year. But... Again, as I mentioned, not going to predict who the goalies are. The Golden Knights trying to get something turned around with backup goalies between the pipes. So now on to my players to watch tonight. Um, For the Golden Knights, I'm going to go with Mark Stone, number 61, who will be in the white, gold, and gray jerseys with the black as well. Stone has been a really good player for Vegas since he got traded. He was one of the best players in the NHL playoffs last year in that series against the San Jose Sharks where they unfortunately got eliminated on that Joe Pavelski, uh, Cody Eakin incident that led to Eakin getting a five-minute major penalty. Um, But Stone was one of their best players in that seven-game series against the Sharks last season. And it's continued to show as he got that eight-year contract extension right as he was traded to uh, Vegas, and he's just so good with his hands and so fast on the ice. He's got a really good wrist shot. He knows how to pick corners, and he's dangerous when he has the puck. So Mark Stone for the Vegas Golden Knights is my player to watch. 10 goals, 11 assists for 21 points. And then for the Nashville Predators, I've got to go with the man who's tied on the the team leading goals, Mr. Nick Benito, coming out of nowhere with a career renaissance uh, this season. He's usually known as a later season player. He starts to heat up around March and April when the playoffs come around. We saw that with Pittsburgh, and we've even seen that with Nashville before, but I don't think we all quite expected this start from Benito. 10 goals, 5 assists for 15 points in 23 games played. That's really good numbers for your third-line center. And as I tweeted out, he and Rocco Grimaldi, Grimaldi have had some fantastic chemistry together this year. Grimaldi has been hitting him with some beautiful passes. So I'm going to go number 13 for the Nashville Predators, Nick Bonino, my player to watch, along with Mark Stone for the Vegas Golden Knights here in tonight's matchup. I did want to share some quick numbers as well. Mr. George Matarangus, who was on Penalty Box Radio Live when I was on a couple weeks ago, I really was intrigued by hearing his stats, and he tweeted out a really good stat last night about that Preds-Blues game, and he said in his tweet, here's a fun number that strikes me from last night. The Preds only completed four of the 13 for 30% high danger passes they attempted last night, whereas the Blues went 6 for 11, 54%. 
This isn't a new trend and one that should be watched. Most of the Blues attempts came in the third. So what he's talking about is the passes in high danger scoring areas for the Predators and the Blues. And we've seen that. The Preds really haven't converted sometimes on those high danger area passes. And that's something that's going to have to improve against this Vegas team who's got plenty of good players within the areas of the high danger zones that can definitely shoot the puck. I just talked about Mark Stone, William Carlson, Max Pacioretty, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marcheseau, all lethal players that can shoot the puck in the high danger areas, and they can convert those passes as well. So the Predators are going to have to capitalize on a backup goaltender between the pipes that struggled this year, whether it be Malcolm Subban or Garrett Sparks, um, to take to take advantage of that situation. Uh, the other one is, I was talking with Mr. Jack Woods earlier, who does some great coverage on the Indie Fuel up in the ECHL. Has some good podcasts, Puck Talk, and uh, Slapshot 615 as well. Just wanted to give a shout out to Jack. He and I might actually be doing some previews and some uh, podcasting together over the winter break, so stay tuned for that. Um, But he pointed out something to me. Even though there might have been some good games for these players, Mikhail Gramlin and Craig Smith, their point totals have have not been as good in the past few games. And they really haven't made legitimate contributions to the team. And I agree with that. Smith has kind of been quiet on that line with Benino and Grimaldi. He had a good stretch there, but really hasn't been producing as much. And then Granlin just has been snake-bitten. The guy can't seem to find the net unless it's a redirect. But... I think something is coming for Granlund. He was shooting the puck a lot last night against the Blue uh, on Monday night against the Blues. I I think there's a chance Granlund could get the monkey off his back soon, and I hope Craig Smith can as well. So I want to thank Jack Woods for bringing that up, and again the stat from George Matarangas that I wanted to mention. Um, I do want to get quickly in. I know this preview's running a little bit longer, but I do want to get into. My thoughts on what the Predators should do with Kyle Turris and a name that I have potentially thought about. So again, Turris has not been back in the lineup. It seems like there's tension there between him and Peter Laviolette and the organization. I think at this point, if you're not going to put him back into the lineup, you know, I think Daniel Carr has looked really strong with the Predators since he got back. He had a great game last night. It's only been one game, but he looked really good. I think Matthew Olivier has found his line mate in Austin Watson and playing well with Colton Sissons as well. So if the Preds want to try to move it, of course, there's going to have to be a chance some salary gets retained from this. But there is a name, and I tweeted this to Justin about on Penalty Box Radio Live that I've been looking at. And a name that I feel like could help the Preds a lot instead of just holding Kyle Turris behind on the scratch and taking up $6 million of cap space. The name is Shane Gostisbear, or Ghost, as they've called him in the NHL before. Gostisbear has fell out of favor with the Philadelphia Flyers as a defenseman. And this was a kid that a lot of people had high hopes for when he was a rookie. 
And he had been impressive in his rookie season. 2015-2016, his stats were this. 64 games played, 17 goals, 29 assists, 46 points, and a plus 8 for the Flyers. And the Flyers have thought they'd found their franchise defenseman. Well, since then, it's been an up-and-down sort of turnstile for Gostaspare. In 16-17, 76 games played, 7 goals, 32 assists for 39 points. You'd say that might be decent for a second-pairing defenseman, but this is the number that's dreadful. Minus 21 for Gostaspare. In 17-18, he returned to his form as a, that he saw as a rookie. Uh, in 78 games played, 13 goals, 52 assists for 65 points, and a plus 10. So he got back on track. Then again last year, down again. He In 78 games played, 9 goals, 28 assists for 37 points, and a minus 20. This year to start, it's been a little bit slow out of the gate. 22 games played, 1 goal, 5 assists for 6 points, and a minus 5. So you're probably like, why do you want Shane Gostisbear on this team? I think it's a perfect fit for both teams. Gostisbear is under contract for another three seasons for, for the Flyers. And I think that when you look at the potential he has, if he's put on a team where he has some other defensemen that are considered higher up or the top pairing defensemen, guys like Yossi Ellis and Ekholm, that takes pressure off Gostas pair. I think there in Philadelphia, he was thought to be the top guy. And I think that's a lot of pressure on him. That's what some people have said about Matt Duchesne. He's not really that type of guy that can be the guy for a team, but if he has a supporting cast around him, he can still be an all-star player. And I think that's what Duchesne has shown in the past few years. And looking at Gostisbehere, under contract till the end of the 2022-2023 season, he's 26 years of age, and he only has a 4-point to uh, 4.5 million dollar cap hit so that's 1.5 million less than Turris so if you're Nashville and you're Philadelphia and you wanted to try to work a deal out here between these two I could see Nashville going in and saying look we can swap these guys, maybe throw a draft pick or some AHL players and there are some prospects, and maybe Nashville says, we'll take $1.5 million of that tourist cap. So it's about $4.5 and $4.5 for Gostas Bear and Turris. And I think Turris could fit well on a team in Philadelphia, maybe slot in there with a guy like Kevin Hayes or who knows, play with Giroux and Voracek. They don't have Nolan Patrick, who's out on the long term. IR with a migraine issue currently. So it could be a good fit for the Flyers to take a guy like Turris, maybe give him a chance to revive his career, 
and Nashville gets a guy in Shane Gostisbehere, who's still very young at 26 years of age, not a huge cap hit, and can take some pressure off Dante Fabro. And I think that would be a great move for the Predators because that strengthens the defense a little bit if Gostisbehere can get back to the form of those couple years I mentioned, and he can play beside Matthias Eckholm. And I think that would be a great defensive pair. And then your pairings can be somewhat something like this: Yossi and Ellis, Ekholm, Gostisbehere, and then Fabro with Ham, Hughes, Irwin, or Weber. And I think that's a great fit for Nashville and a great fit for Philadelphia. Again, just my opinions. I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Again, a little bit longer of a preview. I did want to get deep into that Predators-Golden Knights matchup tonight at 7 o'clock, and I did want to share my thoughts on why maybe a tourist for Goss to spare and some picks or prospects might be a good move for the Predators. But again, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time, Predators-Golden Knights from the Bridgestone Arena. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms and all the other Penalty Box Radio reporters. Some will be at the game tonight. We'll be live tweeting our thoughts about the game, and you can follow me on Twitter at SamFleming10. And get ready, the second episode of the Outside Smashville podcast is coming on Friday, and it's going to have to do with something and a player uh, on a team with a player who has a theme song that goes by the name of Hammer Time. Just think about that for a little bit. But again, Predators Golden Knights tonight. It's going to be an exciting matchup. Preds look to continue their hot run of form. Again, happy early Thanksgiving to everyone and your families who listen in. And last but not least, go Preds!